episode six time. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, yes. Um, you already know who it is. It's the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And the world's greatest detective. And this is Dead Bat. Realize that uh, it's been a couple weeks here. I have been sick. Uh, big sickness that's been going around, so I caught it. Unfortunately, I was like in exile for the past three days, but luckily, having a awesome lady uh, next to me that's been helping me out, along with everybody else, where it's like, John, you'll live! Yeah, I'm dead on my bed. Get out of my fist. Um, there is that, but there's a ton of crap we gotta get into. Um, First and foremost, to get some house cleaning out of the way, just remember, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook at uh, DeadBatXX. Uh, give us some notification. You give us any kind of notification you want, whether it's a thumbs up, a thumbs down, criticism, uh, praise. We always love that. We always support it. Um, Twitter at DeadBatXX. Remember, the Wendy Savagery, if you want to be a troll, we'll do that for you. Um, Instagrams. I know it's uh, World's Greatest Detective 626. Yeah. And it's uh, obviously for me, it's Trigger Happy Chatterbox. Um, and then for us, oh, by the way, I wanted to announce this. Um, and I, I know you're going to be happy about this. I did this when I was, I was somewhat sick. Dead Bat has a Patreon. Yeah. Hey. I, uh, I was like, man would be really cool if we were able to go ahead and actually use some of the, if we can get any type of funding for this show, some of the funding can go to hospitals and other places, reach out to them, whether it's, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, American Red Cross, to Salvation, or whatever the case may be, uh, just to reach out to those in need. Because, I mean, I think you and I both can agree, the money, we wouldn't use it for any other personal gain. The money would go to other people. <laughs> We've got enough. We've got enough. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we 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 go out to these cons, you know, and we 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 do well enough. Yeah. We've donated. We will use um in a generous manner. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, speaking of cons, um, we have been pretty much like getting this up there, you know, for every show. You know, we've been going to, you know, we're going to Pentacon. We're going to Pentacon. Well, we came back from Pentacon, and holy shit, let me just say that. Kyle, oh, you... Oh, yeah. Guess what, everybody? Uh, we went to Pentacon. Um... <laughs> what, what'd you say? We went to Pentacon. Pentacon was great. <laughs> um, holy shit. That is, uh, that's, that's... <coughs> we didn't, we didn't get to see any of the downtown stuff. Yeah, um, that was the one trade-off we had. Uh, yeah, not, not this go-around, but, uh, you know, shit, maybe next year. Oh, yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of Pentagon, I, I feel like we should give a shout-out to the best fucking Wolverine cosplayer we'd seen. Yes, if, uh, if, if Galen, or Galen, I don't know, I butchered his name somewhere, uh, Department H Cosplay. I know I went ahead and I, I definitely put his name up there on one of my stories for Instagram. Dude was sensational. Department H or Department underscore H? It's one of those two. Yeah, that, that's, that's his, yeah, the underscore is there. Um, but yeah, he was just so awesome. The second we saw him, he vibed and he gelled with us. He really was our, like, Pensacon 2018 friend. 
because like we met people there and they were really cool and they were like really joining in but like he was the one guy who was consistently there and he consistently wanted to be part of us you know like he would go and do his thing because he also was Jack Sparrow or in this case not to get butchered by every Pirates of the Caribbean fan Captain Jack Sparrow um because I know it's 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 a PC world <laughs> my girlfriend's looking at me like really <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, like the best wig is the one that you can't tell apart from 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 the real thing. Yeah. That's just it was cra- I think he told us how much it was too and I was just blown away. I think he told us that uh though the Wolverine wig was a good 1200. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, God damn. And 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 apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, we're going to call her the spoiler alert lady, but it's my girlfriend, a.k.a. Mina Chan223. And um, she just said she had they had a whole team, a whole, like, alliance, like an entire, like, village just built this thing from, like, point A to, like, point B. And, it, it dude, she showed me the video. Dude, this is like he's getting ready for a movie. Yeah. So, props to him, dude. I know he was one of the MVPs out there. Another one, um, I believe it's the Sparrow underscore. That guy blew me away a little bit because when I saw him, I was like, awesome, Nightwing. We walk up to him. He's his own complete character. Like, he was a whole other character than I really, he was just like, yeah, I created this from the ground up. You created this from the ground up. Wow. Wowie, like you created this, and he's just like, yeah, man. And the, and the suit, like it looked like if this man was in Arkham Knight as his original character, it would, I, I, I would buy it. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, come on, Rockstar, Sparrow DLC. Yeah, no, right? Get rid of a, uh, what is it, Azrael, and just put the Sparrow. For real. You know, I could do it out Azrael. It's called Assassin's Creed. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, Pentagon was a uh, Pentagon was great. I, I think the only real critique we we would have about it is the uh, the vendor hall was fucking crowded. Um, yeah, it really was. It was it was crazy crowded, and yeah. that's that's partially due to the fact that it was there was literally I want to say one way into the vendor hall. Yeah, they didn't they didn't improve from last year because remember that was that the group as a whole came together and were like you know what the one problem was out of this place there's one way in and one way out and we thought okay well next year they'll probably fix it they're probably just working the kinks out they didn't fix it at all and that was the biggest problem coming in especially when yours truly had so much weapons it was just completely crazy I had to do a cha cha slide through one of the, the areas of the, the room. I was doing a little cha-cha. I'm telling you right now, my thighs have never burnt so hard since leg day. Let's fucking go. Um, it's just... Hey, and you know how you avoid soreness after doing the cha-cha slide, John? 
What is it? They work legs on a regular basis. Um, Ooh, this is Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, shut up, Bruce Wayne. No, Your parents was, are dead. My understanding with that whole situation is the fact that they are they're they're vying for another another uh, convention center currently, but they have to build one due to Pensacola being such a small town. That's crazy. Um, if you're gonna actually build one. Yeah, and another thing too, this was the only con that, you know, unfortunately, I know we, we want to talk about all the pros and less of the cons, but another thing too was you couldn't stand in the same place. They had to get you consistently to move throughout the entire vendor hall, and it's like, if I want to take a picture, I have to go in a selective spot in the entire vendor hall just to take a picture. And that's a problem considering the idea that now that you have that go on, the traffic is moving, and it's just, it's one giant big clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where this is the only con where I think we've had a problem with that. Like MegaCon, maybe we we won't have that problem. I don't think we've ever had that problem. If anything, you need to stand in one spot and no one says anything. Like your business is your business. Um. There's a couple good things, though. Um, I did happen to meet two people, um, if anything. I mean, we, we did see people and wave and, you know, and say hi to some. But uh, I met uh, Jet Reitz, who did uh, not only uh, Galaxy Quest, but he was part of, of Deadpool as uh, Agent Smith, quote-unquote. Uh, for those that don't know, he's the guy that gave the card to um, Wade prior to going into the uh, Weapon X facility. Um, so yeah, I met him and he was really cool and I actually have the card and it's like signed on the, on the back of it. So it's really, really cool. Um, and then, which I needed, uh, TJ to hold my hand for this one. I met Scott Hall, which I'm a huge wrestling fan. I think everybody and their mother knows that when, when wrestling is involved, I'm probably going to be the person talking the most about it. And, uh, six, five, I mean, the dude's massive, no pun intended. Um, just, just mammoth. You know, he had a, he had the toothpick in his mouth, like Kyle, dude. He came out and he said the lines that I said, if he said it, I'm done. He's like, hey, yo. I'm like, I'm done. Let me go home. That's all we need. He's like, hey, yo, you want a picture? I'm like, yes. I gotta go back to the hotel. <laughs> um. So... Oh, don't mind the, uh, the, the, the trap, uh, someone has their car going off in the background. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was completely awesome to meet him. Um, and then it was awesome to meet Jet Reitz. Um, I think if anything, I noticed something else, a little mild observation. When you showed up as in the Batman suit, there was a few of the celebs looking back over there like, that's a really nifty, is that him? I'm like, no. Like, there was a few you of them. What? Yeah, there was a few people who were thinking you were the real freaking thing. What the fuck? 
Yeah. I, I as a matter of fact, I think it was the the area where it was like Brittany Daniel from like Joe Dirt all the way down to a few others. And when we turned around and you were getting some of the people when I was Jason Todd and then shortly after it was TJ who behind us was Starfire, which by the way, there is a story that I have to tell you specifically about that. It was awesome. But um yeah, like there was a few of them that were looking by and they were like like they gave that face like, Oh my god, is that is that really him? And I'm just like, Bro, like it's just Yeah, it was for those that don't really know that are outside of our camp in Ocala that, you know, just are now getting into the show, yeah, that suit you you, you all have seen it at some point. That's a legit ass suit and it's like even I get like starstruck. I'm like, This man is wearing this suit my nigga, he's the real thing. You having that suit is like going to Italy and seeing Jesus, and I'm an atheist. After a while, I'm going to start believing the real fucking thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. So, it's 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 like that, dude. Um, i trying to think of anybody else that was there. Um, there were so many people that were there. Oh, so the, the Starfire one. All right, so there was three girls that were there with her dad. And I was Jason Todd, gruff and tough as always, where, by the way, I, I wore the mask, and people were like, oh, man, that mask can stay on well. Yeah, try smiling. Because um, th- there was no, I mean, I can get a chuckle, but I'm like, fuck you, people, this thing is on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, that's why Jason doesn't smile. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, but there was three girls. <laughs> But there's like three girls there, and and one of them was just so. St- this is why we do it. Um, and she was like, "Oh my god, Starfire from Teak Titans! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And like she just like went up to Teej and just like Teej owned the shit out of that. Yeah, she was she was lit up like a can. Yeah, yeah, like Christmas, just total. And it was and 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 Kyle, you and I could both agree. This is why we do it, you know, for the for the the little kids. The, the 10, 11, 12-year-olds with me with Deadpool. It's every frat kid in a college dorm. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's that demographic oh, we, we, we love yeah, targeting. Dude, that's, that's, that's exactly what I like. I remember, I remember from, uh, from that convention, there was this kid who had, uh, she had, like, the, the Hasbro Batman uh, tactical mask. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I didn't. And, uh, he came up to me and we were talking back and forth. And, uh, he started, he started pressing the buttons on the, uh, on the mask. And it started doing, like, pre-recorded Batman lines. And I looked at his parents and I was like, man, I, I can just take this suit off for a night. I don't, I don't have to do this. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so, yeah. There's one more story that I, I wanted to share, um, and I showed Teach the post for it. Um, there's a there's a gentleman that we met along with Salim. Props to uh, also Salim too for being there and being one hell of a sport. Um, so there was this guy that had his ki- uh, his kid with him, and the kid was uh, dressed up as Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, as all you know. And uh, the kid and in, in in him, I think I made his day. He was Deadpool, obviously, and. Um, so I was just doing my thing, and I didn't think anything of it, you know, and uh, we're on our way back to Ocala, 
to stay there for the night and then afterwards go back to Bradenton and Riverview. And I get a notification. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's one of the people from Pensacola trying to hit me up and link back up. The guy gave me a really heartfelt message and saying, hey, listen, man, you made this Pensacon, you, you made this con even more than what I thought it was going to be. And to him, I say thank you so fucking much. This is why I do Deadpool. This is why I'm going to continue doing Wade. And uh, if he wants to come to Orlando, I got an even bigger reveal for you. And um, Kyle, uh, Vaughn from Costume Replica Cave told me that he's going to get the suit made by May the 18th. Nice. So you'll be able to see it too. So I'm looking very, very much looking forward to it. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, sp- speaking of that, for anyone who's wondering what next cons we have in mind, I actually wanted to negotiate while we are on Dead Bat. I feel like that's an interesting one. That way, everyone's like, "Oh crap, what's gonna go down?" Um, I know MegaCon is a definite. Everybody, if you do not know, MegaCon is going to be starting the twenty fourth of May to the twenty seventh at the Orange County Convention Center um, in Orlando, Florida. So if you guys are down, we're gonna be there all four days. So that'd be really cool. The whole gang will be there. So if you want to see us like you saw us in Pensacola, dude, come on down. We'll we'll chill out in the uh, in the you know the afternoon hours, and then when it's night, let us know, and we'll chill out during the the night. That's what we're here for. Um, but also, I wanted to throw this to you, Kyle, and me and TJ were talking about this. Uh, the Florida SuperCon. Um, it's July. Yes. July. July. Um, uh, it's got quite a bit of names. It's got Luke Cage, Mike Coulter. He's going to be there. We have uh, Dave Batista. He's going to be there. Um, holy shit. Um, oh, what was that? Tara Strong. Oh, oh, oh. Tara, Tara, Tara Strong is going to be there? You're throwing hooks right now. Yeah, man. She just threw one of them, too. I mean, that, that that's... that's Timmy Turner, that's that's Harley Quinn, Bubbles, Raven, oh, Jude, that's a ton of characters right there. So uh, that's that's a that's a slew of characters right there off the map that we that I'm like, dude, let's go. It's in Fort Lauderdale, and I was like, bro, let's do it. I know it's a long trip, but I mean, dude, you could, yeah, it's two three hours. If anything, stay over the crib. Us probably go over, stay over TJ's place. That room, though. Um, from my house, it's a two, three hour drive. From your house. From my house, it'd probably be two hours. So my house, if from there, it'd probably be from Ocala to Tampa. Bitch, please. <laughs> We're, 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 our, our whole point was to let you know it's no brainer. I drove five hours to Pensa. Yeah. We can, we can do a Florida Super. Um, but you wanted to debate me. So, did you have a second in mind? What, uh, outside of Mega? And Super? Out, out, yeah, outside of. I thought you were debating me on. Uh, yeah. If we wanted to do Super Con 
Yeah, well, there's, um, I know there's Collective Con that's in March. Don't know if we could swing it. It's already March as it is. Um, that was the only... Oh, fuck, it's this month? Yeah, it's this month, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't think we could swing it. There's not much of names going on anyway, like, it's, it's... John, we... you wanted to debate me, but you're making this a really easy choice. Yeah, well, I kind of was, like, defeated in watching the, the, the name list, so... I kind of can't. <laughs> like, even if you're not a person of cons, you get defeated looking at the list. Yeah. So, no, a debate would be going to, like, freaking Dragon Con. That's a debate right there. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> See, that is a debate, because that's in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's one of the very few cons that um, our boy Department H is going to. Yeah, see, that's a fight. Mar March cons, not a fight, because we have this thing called jobs. Oh, God. Yes. That's what you call a war on multiple fronts. It is, because on one hand, I know hey, all... Man, can I have a day off? No, you work until you die. What? <laughs> By the way, for those... I know you can't see it, and for everyone else, it's funny, when you said that, TJ just had this face like... Never. And she had like the middle finger like out there. I'm just like, yeah, that that's pretty much the. Try me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to swing. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. That's a week. Oh yeah. So. That's a week that that goes on. I mean, obviously we can opt to attend, you know, one or two days, but. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where uh, Gallen also asked us, or he didn't ask us. I think he pulled out the cons that he was going to, and it was, he's going to New York. And uh, I was thinking to myself, we could, we could swing New York. We would have to move some things around. Being, you know, logical with the approach, we would have to literally put, like, Supercon can happen, but after Supercon, it's save right until November. That's basically what it would be. You kind of see what I'm saying there? Like, three months of savings would get us uh, playing to and from uh, hotel accommodations. Uh, to be honest with you, if you come out saying, well, John, what about a car? It's it's, it's Gotham City. You don't need a fucking car. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if, if, if both of you know this, because, yes, guys, um, my girlfriend will be in and out of this, especially when it comes to the spoiler alert kind of stuff, too. It's really cool. Um, the both of you, yeah, that's what we call it in New York City at times. We call it the Rotten Apple. We call it Gotham City. Like, that's that's what it, that's what it's called. So whenever someone's like, oh, welcome to Gotham. Oh, welcome back to Gotham. That, that's kind of the, uh, the attitude you get. That's great. You know, it's not even the Big Apple anymore. It's the Rotten Apple because I'm like, dude, it smells like shit there. So. That'll, be, that'll be a decision later down the road. But, oh, uh, oh we yeah. Are thinking about it. Yes. Um, New York Comic Con would be really interesting to go to. It's, it's definitely one of those conventions that I never thought I would go to. Um, you know, just because of how high profile it is and how far away it is. This is how high profile we're talking, guys. Um, 
I'm about to make this man squeal the next five seconds. Kevin Porter will be there. Thank you. I do have him on Instagram, and uh, I know he's conversed with me a couple times. Kev, if you're actually listening, because I will give you the link to this one. Um, dude, you are amazing. We love your work. Um, we're looking forward to the Batman project that's coming out. And, dude, if we ever get a chance to meet you, let's, um, I don't know, let's, let's beer it up. I don't know what, <laughs> outside of that, it's like, let's food it up, I guess. Let's grub it up. There you go. So, but, um, I'm trying to think of, oh, yes, um, so moving from cons to, um, a couple of the other things we wanted to talk about, uh, we are still on the road to Infinity War, and, um, I think it's the last of the Phase 3 movies, um, that we had in mind, I know we did Guardians of the Galaxy, did we do Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Where the hell did we leave off? It's been a I know we, we don't because we're bad podcasters. <laughs> we're bad podcasters. <laughs> yeah. But uh guess what guys? If we uh, if we if we don't remember where we left off, you get to hear us rant about movies we've already ran up about. I know, maybe right? We'll be like it's 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 a grab bag. We'll be two we'll be two twenty year olds with uh all timers. So I uh, I think we did do Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, um, Guardians I of the Galaxy two. No, mm, I don't think we did. I, well, I think we ended off with Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, and uh, Ant Man was next. Yes, Ant Man was yes. Um, it was it was there. It was there. Um, so, with Ant-Man, it was, like, one of those things where I felt like this movie should have been a Phase 1 movie, but it's okay where it was placed. It should have been Phase 1 because then I wouldn't have to go see Age of Ultron and be like, I'm going to turn my entire brain off because the critical thinking nature of me would have been like, okay, Hank Pym created Ultron, and I can't go to this movie thinking otherwise. But I'm okay with what we got because you got to take the hits with the misses if the storytelling is good and it gets you immersed you can let go of certain things mm. you know um and it I, made sense for Tony's character at the time what's up? I said it made sense for Tony's character at the time oh yeah because he pointed out that space was the end game you know mm-hmm. like he was trying to you know make a shield for the world and I guess you could say vision for the world because it's like dude there you go. It's self-explanatory, but uh, but with uh, with Ant Man, it was really good. Um, first of all, a lot of people feel mixed with the character choice for uh, Peggy Carter. Um, I'll just get this out of the way right now before anything. The beginning parts of the movies, um, for for the movie for Ant Man, I understand people have a, a mixed opinion on Haley Atwell as as Peggy Carter. I'm this and that towards it because I'm here because, alright, she did kind of pull off what I expected from, you know, Peggy Carter and everything else. And then the show was pretty good, too. 
I'll give the show credit where credit is due. It, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But at the same time, she can come off as stale and kind of kind of underwhelming and perhaps sometimes boring in some instances. But she does well with other people. I would, I would argue that that's less her as an actor and more how she was directed. Okay, that makes sense. Just, just, just due to what her character is. Okay. And the worst part about it is, is we're not going to see really much of her character going forward because, I mean, you've already had, you've already had a slew of her character already being the the stuff that really meant anything has already been fleshed out, and it sucks because there was there there's much more to it than that, um, but she's in other shows and and other media, so she's, and maybe you do have a point. Maybe I, I just, as a Captain America fan, I'm too critical because it's it's like I wanted to succeed. I wanted to be good despite of what, what people can say that's generic about Captain America because I had a person who broke down Cap and made it sound like he's this generic man. And I'm just like, he really isn't. There's a lot of other comics out there that he was really, really good in and really brings out the best of why people love this character. So, uh... But I, I could I could see where you're coming from, dude. So that aggressive Ant Man. Um. <laughs> yeah, because because in the beginning you do see her, so I was like, eh, I probably should talk about it. They do get into that waging war of the uh, of the pin particles and everything else, um, you know, and that's an interesting thing where this was like the original Avengers initiative. This is what they were trying to start. Um, and it's like it's like a what if what it could have been, um, and then the let me just go into this part too. The special effects were awesome. So I like before this movie, I didn't know about Ant Man as a character. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when I like when I first saw Marvel go, hey, we're making Ant Man, I was just like, how are they gonna make this good? Um, you know, you ever have that movie announcement where you're just like, how are you gonna do that? Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And then they did, and I was just like, "All right, Marvel, I'll never fucking doubt you again." That was my bad. <laughs> I think it was not how you can pull it off. It's with me. It's I knew a bit of the source material. I knew who Pym was. I knew the fact that he created Ultron later down the road off of his depression and also his somber memories. Um, but it's one of those things where I, I just. I was again very critical because it's like, dude, it, Hank should have been the dude for it, not Scott Lang, because Scott Lang does come later down the road, and I get it, but I wanted Pym, 
you know, like that's that's really what I wanted. But the movie did blow me away a little bit. I was like, dude, not only the special effects were awesome, the fight with him and Falcon was funny as shit. Um, you know, just you know, overall, this was first of all, I knew this this movie was gonna be in the middle of the range because when you don't have Ike Perlmutter being around eighty percent of films, your shit actually drastically gets better. Mm-hmm. Like God knows, I have enough DC. Jesus. Um, and uh, that that movie in particular made Ant Man interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like just just that. And I have to I have to kind of appreciate the fact that the MCU does not cling too tightly to the comics. Um. The idea that they can, they've, they've mastered the ability of taking source material and translating it onto film. Um, I, I think that's something the DCEU has yet to do. Um, it's still kind of in its, in its infancy. Yeah. They also make it very grounded for characters. Like for, and in some cases, they should probably make characters grounded. I'll give you an example: Luke Cage. To take a di- uh, not Diamondback because he wasn't grounded. Um, what was his character? Cottonmouth. In the comics, he was a whole another different character than what he was in in the the show. In the show, he was very grounded. He was this just all around. Just it felt like a mobster kind of thing going on there. And just the guy that played, I can't say his name because it's like his name is just, it's so, I can't say his name though. But he was really good in playing Cottonmouth and his laugh was menacing. Like that scene where they're just like all seven, eight of them and just they're talking about the benign neglect and trying to make peace with Luke Cage. He's like, nah, son, I ain't having it. Yeah, hold on one second, buddy. What was that? <laughs> it's a really long name. Thank you, Teach. Um, it's a really long name, but you, what was that called? The benign neglect? Yeah, the fucking benign neglect. Yeah. That was just goes ahead and just shoot, like just pops one right in his fucking forehead, and I'm just like, uh, well. Yeah, that's, that's one way to set up a fucking villain, man. I, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, yeah. Another thing is, um, the MCU manages to make a, a whole different tone and a theme with every type of show or movie that they bring to the table. Luke Cage is more of that, like, 1970s Black Dynamite feel. You know, um, the Defenders was like a, a real street Avengers team. You know, that's what it was. With Deadpool, well, I mean, it's not part of the MCU, but you might as well put it there. Now that we got them in the, the payroll, um, 
you knew when you went to that movie, 18 and up really should be part of this. All you saw was like frat kids and just like people just, you know, like literally up that age. Very little you saw really bad parenting with five-year-olds sitting there. Um, but like with with going from, from Deadpool to like another movie, like um, with Captain America, it was, it was very patriotic. It made you feel like you wanted to be American again. You know, Iron Man, it's, you felt his pain towards, you know, the first movie. But it's very, you know, again, robotics. It was very, it brought that whole thing. And then also him being the, you know, the playboy billionaire, you know, philanthropist. Um, which was the best line he could have possibly said to Steve. Aside from the, uh, what was the, everything special about you came in a bottle? Yeah, see, I'm gonna make a joke, and I'm gonna make a joke, and hopefully no one thinks of this as a spoiler alert for Black Panther. Yeah, I had goosebumps to the point that I was, like, identical to Killmonger. Yeah, if it, we we when he he takes his shirt off. Sorry guys, um, just I'm gonna just go into this one, dude. It just my nigga, just spots everywhere. Mosquito bites. Just, like mosquitoes just went to town on his body. My my goosebumps looked like that because I knew what that meant. I knew that meant civil war, like and someone looked at me and gave me this really nasty face. But I was right next to On and Tran. And uh, I was like, Civil War, Civil War. Dude looked at me like, really, nigga? And I'm just like, dude, what else do you think this symbolizes? Like, get out of my face, dude. <clears throat> so it was... Which brings us to Civil War. Oh, nice segue, by the way. Well, I'm going to give you a high five and a, a cup of tea and a Dudley reference from Third Strike. Cause the, the yo and 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 when I finally get the game and I'll show you guys Dudley is a true chap. But um, yeah, Civil War, holy balls. Um, I'd have to say, um, probably it's you know not the, it's hard to nail down a favorite movie in the MCU because there's so many of them at this point. Yeah. It's Civil War mm-hmm. is kind of on another pedestal for me. Um, I gotcha. This movie came at a point where they were like, where, where people were, were questioning, can Disney do serious? Um, yeah. Because a majority of the films leading up to it kind of had the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the undertones. Yeah, this was the true test to it, um, which you only got two individuals that really did this, and that was the Russo brothers, which if you needed people to really make this a serious, you know, really dark undertone, the Russo brothers nailed it out of the park, and they did a really good job. They got you invested at the start of the fucking credits. The opening credits, they got you started right there. You knew what you were walking into when you sat down, had your, your candy, your popcorn, your water, your soda, whatever the fuck you had in your hand, you were invested. And so, um, you're right. I mean, this, and, and, and to be honest with you, dude, I, I mean, the Winter Soldier is still my favorite. Um, 
the Zola scene will always be that scene where when I heard it, I had chills because now you saw how evil an individual can be that they made 70 years of a conspiracy. Like you now know how evil a person can be when you set the right wheels and gears in motion. You know, like Zola had a hand and he, he definitely had a really good hand as far as him going into poker because he had a Royal flush and the, the water hit everyone in the fucking face. You see what I did there? Damn. It did. But with Civil War, this took it a bit farther. Um, I mean, first of all, the regular comic. Um, the regular comic versus the, the movie. A lot of differences. And you can't blame them for this. They had to do what they can. They didn't have the Fox characters. You know, um, they had to do... They had to take the cards that they were dealt with, and they ran with it, and they fucking killed it. Oh yeah. Before we get to that fight though, it's important to notice that the two things came out of this. One, Civil War was not the movie they actually planned for. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, the movie they originally planned for, and Kevin Feige has stated this, um, they were going to do the Serpent Society first before they did Civil War. I don't know if you know what the Serpent Society is. Um, it's it's a small sector group. It's a small little Hydra, if not anything else. And Madam Hydra is part of it. Um, one of the reasons why it's so significant is because uh, Cap's third love interest, Diamondback. No, not the Luke Cage one. Um, a different one. Uh, was supposed to be in this movie if they were to actually do it. The only reason why they didn't pull it off is, well, a couple of reasons. One, they wanted to compete with DC. And it's like, wait a minute. You're uh, you're you're up there. Why would you compete? No, it's still a big comic company. No matter how you look at it, no matter what status you have in terms of movies, you bring out Batman versus Superman, you got one hell of a fucking competition. Mm-hmm. You know, like despite of the outcome of how you know good or you know how eh the movie was to some people or how bad some for some people for this movie. Yeah. The, it, the, the, Yeah, and and so if, if that doesn't if that doesn't draw you as a comics fan, I don't know what does. Exactly, and so that was another thing too. They wanted to they wanted to compete. Another reason what is now this is the part where if you have children present, you probably want to remove them now. Um, the character Diamondback has a pretty brutal history. Um, Crossbones was actually in Civil War. Well, in the comics. Marvel thought it was a really great idea to go ahead and bring dark themes into their their comics, like really dark themes. Uh, Rachel, which that's her name, Rachel Layton, uh, aka uh, Diamondback, knew uh, Crossbones from when he was like way before. He was a mobster, he was a gangster, um, and Rachel's brother had a gang. Well, Brock Rumlow, as you all know, as Crossbones, wanted to be part of this gang. 
But her brother was like, well, you need to write a passage. You need to really show me why the hell you want to be part of this gang. So get ready for this. Brock actually raped Rachel. You went darker than DC. That's you one of the... never go darker than DC. <laughs> it's, it's not one of the greatest stories to ever talk about because, well, it's one of the reasons why I think you'll never see her in a, in a, a movie adaptation unless they don't bring it up. Um, but it was it was a very, very dark issue. Um, as a matter of fact, Katie, thank you so much for showing me that comic scan because now I fucking know. Um, it was dark, and when I read it, I was like, I cannot believe Marvel went that far. Well, Marvel went... They, during that time, they did the What If series, and they went really dark, but that's one of the reasons why we never got the Surface Society, along with the competition of DC. And it's for the better, because this movie not only showed us how far two people from Earth's Mightiest Heroes can go, we had two MVPs that were in this movie, Kyle. Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounded like Red... Were you going over the Red Robin reference? Do what? Were you going over the Red Robin reference? Yeah. Because that's what it sounded like. Oh, my God. Um... um yeah, Black- yeah. Holy shit, Black Panther was up, and uh, and my boy Spider Man. Spidey uh, time! It's Spidey time! Whew. Oh man! Yeah, that was just—it was crazy, man. This movie decided. Uh, first of all, the Sony hacks. When that popped up, I was like, "Oh shit!" They were actually thinking of giving Spider Man up before, and yeah, it was because partly Spider the Amazing Spider Man Two was due to, um. Honestly, I could just imagine people coming up to me being like, Hey, John, what's worse? The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3? Both. Shut up. I remember, like, I had to... So, I couldn't... Unfortunately, I never got the chance to see Civil War in theaters. Um, but I got it on uh, on Blu-ray. And when I got it back to the house, put it in there, I was watching it. And uh, I knew Spider-Man was in it. Um, I, you know, I'd seen the reveal trailer for him. And, you know, I was I was super hyped throughout the movie. I was waiting on him because Spider-Man was, like, been my thing since 2001. Yeah. And uh, I noticed they had his eyes fucking moving, too, and that, that got me more hyped than anything. I was like, they're going for accuracy right now. Yeah. I love the fight with him and Falcon, where he comes out and he's talking about Mr. Stark and everything else, and freaking just, you know, uh, Sam Wilson's kind of like, wait, is this stuff coming out of you? And it's just like, he's just, yeah, and then, you know, Pete's talking a million miles a minute, which already, you nailed the character. This is what he's supposed to do outside of kicking ass, you know, he, this is, this is where arguably Deadpool gets it from, which, uh, yeah, read Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe for that one. But, uh, yeah, this is where he gets it from. You know, Spider-Man is not just, you know, someone who, you know, swings around, got bit by spider powers. No, one of his biggest gimmicks, which I love so much, is that he uses humor to deflect off his insecurities. It's like a, you know, basic concept now. 
You know, like I'll never forget the uh, my bad for getting off the the movie for a minute, but I love the Ultimate Spider-Man comic where he's fighting against Kingpin and he's bouncing across the walls, and it's to the point where Pete has this long list of fat jokes. And he's making the fat jokes as he goes along. He's like, hey, Fisk, when you're so fat, you back up like this. Beep, beep, beep. And he's bouncing across the walls and shit. And I'm reading as a kid and I'm laughing my fucking head off because that's Spider-Man to me. You know, like they deviated away from the humor and made him this really serious character. And I'm like, that's not what I remember Spider-Man as. Mm-hmm. You know, so they nailed it in Civil War with that one. Uh, the fight scenes. I think the fight scenes go to Black Panther because that shit was raw. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> that, that was. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I actually did go to the theater for this, the midnight uh, release. Here's another one for you. This was like going to Madison Square Garden. If the Knicks won. Damn. Yeah, because it was electric. I sat in the middle. (laughs) I sat in the middle of the entire, just everyone was eating this up. It was brilliant. And there wasn't no one saying, shut up. No, we were all in unity for this. This was literally like a Nick game. And I was like, yo, I love this. Every midnight screening we have gone to, except for Wonder Woman, was just exciting like it got you even more pumped to watch the movie than if you were to sit by yourself like it was really really cool um you mentioned the last fight being Bucky Iron Man and Cap yeah that one was uh damn if that's not the best set piece in the whole movie I think uh, I think two things came out of this movie that were very Yeah. Because that was uh, that was crazy. That was that was hard to, to to watch. That that was tough. Um, the iconic scene where he's using the uh, the repulsor rays to hit the shield and the shield blocking it. That was a that was actually a memorable scene from the comics. That's how accurate they went. Um, I remember how battle scarred Cap was. Cap was like looking like Goku after Frieza saga. Just no the 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 top of his costume is all ripped just like straight battle scarred Iron Man's freaking helmet was destroyed I mean they were going at it and like I remember also in the comics that there were bodies like superhuman bodies around like Spider-Man was hanging in the distance there was a few other people hanging in this it was just Captain Iron Man going at it and the movie nailed it in terms of how important those two characters were oh yeah yeah they, uh, they did. Just the music in combination with the uh, the scene itself killed it. Oh yeah, and surprisingly enough, I remember people were coming up to me asking, "John, how do you feel about Baron Zemo looking just like a regular human being?" Well, it's better than the freaking purple handkerchief he wore now, is it? Because. <laughs> Yeah, for those that don't know, Baron Zemo, I, I know he was very, he was very much, I think he was a, he was like French or whatever, and like he had, he, he was, he had a sword, and he had a, like a, a, a freaking purple 
like this 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 thing that covered his face and the first baron zemo did some experimentation and it got glued to his fucking face the second one wanted to just rehash what the first one did so i'm like wait a minute you're gonna take that and you're gonna put it to a movie no let them do their thing because i don't want to see a dude with some purple sock running around with a sword trying to persuade the avengers that they shouldn't be in the team together What's the movie? Or the game? Uh, Avengers Alliance. Oh, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I play both. No, 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 not Ultimate Alliance. It was called Avengers Alliance. And it was a, uh, it was a Facebook game. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. It came out in the, I think it was the early 2000s. I don't know if it came out around the time the first Avengers was released or not. I don't, I don't even remember, but I remember dumping a lot of my time into that game. Um, you could, uh, you know, you could, you had like a team of three, and you could recruit um, various heroes to be uh, to be on your team, and you could put yourself in the game as an agent of Shield. Okay. Um, and it was kind of like an RPG style. You could equip your character, obviously. You know, the, the iconic characters had their own skill sets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zemo was one of the guys that you got, one of the bosses, and that's just what that reminded me of, because I remember the first character that I went on there and got was my boy Spider-Man. Yeah. Because um, he was, like, one of the top tier characters, and I was like, I need it in my life. Oh, so you remember what Zemo looks like. Yeah, purple handkerchief. Yeah, I'm like, you guys cannot be serious. You guys are getting upset because Zemo is not what he was in the comics, but you're going to tell me that's plausible? Get out of here. Like, get out of here. Like, I'd rather have... Yeah. Oh, shit. Can you imagine Tony Stark jokes? Oh, it's it's over. Which they're gonna have to anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, so moving on from Civil War, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Doctor Strange. Oh, that was strange, all right. <laughs> that was oh my god! All right, so initially it, I felt like I was watching Inception. The yeah. I'm just going to say it like this, and hopefully On hears this as well. This is like, I could now see what On talks about when it comes to smoking a whole lot of weed. Because, yo, some of the themes in this movie made you trip balls. <laughs> like, I didn't even feel like I was in the theater. I felt like I was somewhere else. That's just some of the things that were going on. I'm like, yo, I need a minute. Like, what the fuck is going on? Thank God that the theater that we went to allowed you to have beers there, too, so I had a yingling sitting there. But, like, again, Benedict as, as Dr. Strange spot on cast 
Oh yeah, he killed it as fucking Nailed strange. I, I, whoever, whoever is casting these movies is doing a great fucking job. They really are. They're get, they're they really are seeing and finding people, especially Tom Holland, because I've never heard of this kid or the, his resume or whatever the fuck. They found him. <laughs> Just fucking nailed it. Kid can actually do his own stunts. That that's all the fuck I'm gonna say. You know, but Doctor Strange, uh, the 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 MVP of that movie is Wong, because he doesn't have powers. He got a fucking staff. I feel for that man. He's seeing everybody throw fucking sparkles and little, you know, just M80s at everybody. He's just like, I got a fucking staff. I look like I could be one of the people on Chucky Chan Adventures. Let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> one more thing. He was, uh, he's a very interesting character in the comics. He comes when he needs to. Um, when he shows up, like, you know shit is going down. Like, he was the first one to know of Thanos' arrival, and he warned the Avengers and shit. Like, he's very knowledgeable, and he only attacks when he really fucking needs to. And I'm like, I like that about Strange. He's an in-and-out member of the Avengers. Um, for those that really did not know, I mean, Illuminati, I'm just going to leave that at that because if you don't know that he's part of it, you need to catch up. Yeah. And now that we have Fox characters, imagine a live action Illuminati after Infinity War. You're going to have to recast Reed Richards though. I'm fine with it. Just the idea that you have... (laughs) Yo, I know that was uh, that was more of a stab in the face, the fan four stick. Oh god, I didn't even see the new Fantastic Four. Seeing the new Fantastic Four movie, we're just gonna leave it at this. Seeing the new Fantastic Four movie literally is going to a prison cell and being given two options: Britney Spears or Batman and Robin. That's that third option. Bro. Uh, uh, That's how tragic it felt for me. Yeah, it's it's that tragic. Uh, my girlfriend mentioned abortion as as one of the things that that would, would consist of. And losing your game data. And losing your yeah, game data. Yeah, it's it's that bad. That movie really gets a bad rap for so many reasons, and we won't even get into them. But I will say, if we get a live action Illuminati, we need it all. Like, that will be just so hype. Just to keep RDJ around, but not in a capacity where he has to put on the suit. You know, because um, it's going to suck. It's going to suck when we don't see him anymore. Um, but the main baddie in the movie, what was it, Mordo? Um, which I know the actor, and he's so fucking good at every movie he does. He's one of the only reasons why I like. The main, the main baddie in Doctor Strange? Yeah, he was one of the only reasons why I like 2012. Okay. That was his name, right? I think so. Um, 
But I will say, for those that will, they probably will give me brownie points for this one. He was really awesome in Four Brothers, hashtag Victor Sweet. I don't know if you've ever seen Four Brothers before, but that man can tell you, if that man tells you to eat food off a fucking floor, you eat the food off the fucking floor. That's how assertive he was. Like, holy shit. And he did really well in this. He was he was just a corrupt, just he sees the nature of everyone and, and this, this, this ancient power and just says to himself, well, fuck this, we're going to use it a different way. But uh, yeah, actually, I think we'll leave the last three for uh, for the next episodes. What we have left to go over is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming, and oh, finally Thor: Ragnarok. And you know what? We're also we'll we'll also and get into it too. Black Panther. And then we'll throw Black Panther in there. Oh yeah. Um, cause there's so much to get into. Uh, speaking of Black Panther, you mentioned something while we were off the phone about, by the way, this will be a two hour slam packed edition of dead bat. We are on the hour limit right now. We're just going, there's so much. We're just going, um, you, um, you mentioned something about, um, the controversy surrounding Black Panther. Yeah. I feel like it's being politicized where it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I feel you. And, uh, I mean, two things. I can imagine Black Lives Matter movement is probably the ones pushing this shit, which that gets really annoying. Because it's like, they went from, and I'll only get into it just for a little bit. They went from, we really are trying to make it to where Black Lives Matter to, we're just going to be bullies on the television. And if you're not black, we just don't fucking care. And I'm like, and I'm watching the television. I'm like, you're defeating the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's black lives don't really matter because that's what you're projecting. Um, but with that being said, I have one line. I've never used it before, but I will use it in this case. If to anyone who thinks that this movie is, a, is about a race movement, do me a favor. Take your lip, put it over your head and just swallow. Because it's not a race movement. Last time I checked, this movie was just trying to project another area of the MCU. Looking for things that are not there and trying to make things bigger than what they appear. Which, that happened for Deadpool. That happened for Luke Cage. That happened for, you know, even Captain America movies. Just do that for me. Because at this point, I just don't really care what you have to say on the idea of a race movement. It's not a race movement. You're making things up as you're going along. Too, as to why people are excited there's not I that that happened 
Yeah. It's like with uh, with SJWs. We'll we'll get into this crap too because watching SJWs on Twitter is seeing fireworks go off, and you're not excited for fireworks. It's exactly what it is. Um, SJWs did this poll, and I remember Alpha Omega Sin, which is a great YouTuber by the way. The dude's passionate about what he fucking talks about. He goes on right, and he mentions that they did this poll over characters within the video game industry. They took characters from Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, and very other characters, and then they actually decided to make them look like what people look like in real life, and it just caused a fucking firestorm. They took Riku from Final Fantasy X, they took Kairi from Kingdom Hearts, and they photoshopped them to look like actual people. First thought I thought was, whatever drugs you're taking, I don't want it, because the name is in the fucking title. It's Final Fantasy. It's not supposed to be real. You know, you're making things bigger than they appear. And I got annoyed at that as much as I got annoyed at what people are doing for Black Panther. Like, for Luke Cage, you and, and Tej were kind of looking at me like, what the fuck? But I'll go on to it. They said that Luke Cage was too black for audiences. She just gave me the murder face. <laughs> Seriously. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something. Haters gonna hate, and I'm gonna wear a suit of vibranium. That's, and niggas will be niggas. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't care. I got a suit of vibranium. Get at me, bro. I did. You know, a new superhero film comes out, and they're like, "Oh, great! This is this is a great race movement." And I was just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it just overall destroyed it. Like, not 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 destroyed the movie, but the the, the press for this movie was destroyed. The movie though is fantastic. And by the way, I'm going to put it, hashtag Wakanda Care, kind of like Obamacare, Wakanda Care, <laughs> and just have. And have like T'Challa in the background, just like with a suit, and just he's like, "We're going to help everybody." Wakanda can. No, no, no. His catchline is, "I do care." Yeah, I do care. <laughs> you know, like yo. Yo, Wakanda care. That's that's just how we're gonna do it, you know. And they'll you'll, they'll give out free vibranium to everybody, like a little little. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, like, overall, I feel you, man. I wanted to touch on it really quick. Um, but, um, if anything, I'm going to say uh, episode tw- 129 of Dragon Ball Super. All right. So, I'm going to say it like this. I know some peeps love the episode. I'm going to tell you it was I. When I mean it was I, it was, like, the one guy in the corner that really didn't fill your mixtape, and he's sipping his drink, and he's like, eh, it was I. Because that's all it was. And everyone was like, how did you think it was I? Allow me to explain. So, 
you have Jiren and Goku going at each other, and Goku's full, just, well, he's not full. He's, like, incomplete Ultra Instinct. They're going back and forth at each other, and it's like, all right, what can possibly happen? Can go? Can Goku just kill this generic-ass fucking Batman, just copycat, and just get it over with? And so, you know, they're going off and on, but Goku, he actually is closing his eyes now while he's fighting against Jiren. And it's to the point the gods are questioning Goku's motives and Vegeta, which, thank you fucking God they did this for him. Vegeta gets up and he's like, I didn't think the gods can be so hasty. You realize that Saiyans have exceeded their expectations this entire tournament and now you want to say Goku can't pull it off? You're, you're, you all are rubbish. Like, yo, Vegeta with like, just grizzly bear type hairs coming out of his chest being manly letting gods know that just they're just full of shit and um it's at this point that um Jiren's radiating all this power Goku's radiating all this power and it gets to the point that Jiren throws one giant blast at Goku not only Goku evaded the attack but Goku finally mastered Ultra Instinct and I swear to god this is exactly what the fuck it looked like. It looked like that inverted image off a Photoshop picture. I, I'm not even kidding. It looked like an inverted image off of a, of, of a fucking just uh, a, a Photoshop image. It was inverted so hard. Now, was it cool? Nah. Because I'm like, it's whatever. Um, but what... Yeah. Do you really want the answer to that? Do, 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 do you want my answer to that? Yes. Because I wasn't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that video was so infectious. Uh, by the way, he he's become God status at this point that he doesn't even have to hit Jaren. Jaren ran into him and like there was like this this line of like air that hit Jaren and like seven punches hit Jaren out of nowhere. My man is punching people and he doesn't have to punch people. <laughs> Airbenders. <laughs> Hashtag Airbender. Airbender Ultra Instinct. Oh yeah, let let's fucking go. So as you can tell, I wasn't I wasn't so happy with the episode. It's lazy. I just want them to kill Jaren and move on, dude. Like seriously, just move the fuck on from Jaren already, you know. But outside of uh, Dragon Ball Super, which again that was like five seconds of your time to listen to it because I didn't I didn't even want to get into it this this week, but I was like. All right, we started this train. Let's keep going, you know. Kyle, are you still there, dude? Or did he go to sleep? Oh no, he's still here. Kyle. Well then, people. Um. Well, I guess Kyle is probably uh probably fixing his phone. Um. Oh, okay, cool. You there, dude? 
Oh, okay, cool. I was just like, I lost you! No! Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Wow, that, that was very nice, Erzring. Go fuck yourself. Yes, get into um, that, good sir. So I got volume four of Batman Rebirth, uh, The War of Jokes and Riddles. I've got uh, Batman Night of the Monster Men, uh, Detective Comics Volume 3, and uh, the Teen Titans Volume 1. Teen Titans! Yo, alright, so I'm going to get into the most interesting of them which is probably, to me, uh, it's going to be Teen Titans. Hey. Um, yeah, and I know you're like, oh, shit. So you had three issues of Batman and Teen Titans with them on the interest in your most? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of was. Um, if anything, because it was new and the art style was different, um, my favorite thing had to be that fucking Damien kidnapped the entirety of the Teen Titans. Yeah, I, I, didn't I tell you about that? I think you did. Yes. Like, like I actually got to read it, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's because that epic. the way he did it was impressive. Yeah. Like, he tricked Starfire into believing that somebody was being kidnapped and tased her, and I was just like, holy shit, Damien. He's not a- playing any fucking games, man. Yeah, he's an LB. He's a little bastard. He's showing who his dad is. Like, I was like, Damien, I know you're the son of Batman, but that doesn't mean you have to just come out here and flex on everybody. Yeah. So that that whole that whole volume kind of it, it dealt with uh, the racial goal and the demon's fist. Hmm. Matter of fact, I got into it when uh, Comic Story did the video, so I, I, I downloaded it digitally. I was like, okay, I want to read how this shit happens. So I read it, and I, I got up to that point, and I was just kind of like sitting down. And I'm like, motherfucker, these people are like literally the new age of the Ma- the League of Assassins, and he's telling them specifically, don't listen to the people who are higher up. They're scumbags. You know, like, and the fact that Damien's word has so much weight in this issue, I'm like, I'm afraid of him being Batman.
That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was making, he made, I think it was like four or five dead individuals. These, uh, basically unstoppable creatures. And, uh, like at one point, Gotham Girl and Nightwing were both affected. Mm. Um, so yeah, they, they turned into creatures themselves. Bro. Um, and I, yeah, and I remember one fucking joke that Kate Kane made that was hilarious. And, um, she was, like, trying to wrangle Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Well then, Kate, uh, bu- buzzing? Yeah, I just had to laugh at that shit. Um, you know, like, holy shit. So that was, that was an interesting volume, um, or an interesting tie in, I guess. Mm. Uh, volume 3 of Detective Comics focused on Cassandra Kane, her alter ego being Orson, I think her name is. Wait, 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 wait. You, you mean, you mean the one that's with Tim, right? No, 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 that's a spoiler. Oh, okay, okay, I was, for a minute, I was um, like, wait a minute. Orson, Orson is the one dressed in all black. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, I guess it, it focuses on her. It doesn't tell you much about her backstory, which I'm really fucking interested to know. Um, and that's, uh... They said that's going to be in another issue, but I guess um, I'm kind of hazing on it because it's been a little bit since I read it. Yeah. Uh, I guess she's related to Shiva in some way. Okay. Um, like, I think Shiva's her actual mother, if I'm right. Okay. And uh, it's basically about the family drama there and uh fucking lo and behold I had just read Teen Titans and Rachel Ghoul showed up in this volume mm-hmm. uh, which was interesting yeah. and uh you know obviously in Detective Comics there's the uh, the whole Batman situation that they're still trying to deal with Kate's father winds up breaking out so that's gonna be interesting to see what happens how do you feel about Kate Kane perhaps taking the mantle uh, from Bruce when he when he's you know because they're they're teasing the hell out of this thing they are grooming her like he's grooming her to take his place I think there was a comic scan that just basically showed that see I think I think there's a I think Kate's cool
and I just I don't know I think it was showing more of her backstory more of like her military background mm-hmm. and I just it didn't hook me like I wasn't I wasn't interested um I remember I remember thinking god I want to read for Batwoman but I don't want to not like her <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like I, I want to like this character um and I just I don't know what reading that volume would do on the basis that it's it's like it's not who she is now she's trying to run her operation by Bruce's rules mm-hmm but this was this was back when she was still working for her father, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a volume I'll pick up later on down the road. But I don't I don't know how I feel I don't know how I feel about anybody taking the mail from Bruce to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean obviously um, there's a, the, the the few candidates that actually just fill that role well that I think that could that would actually be interesting to do in like a side spin off series. Uh it, it was inspired in in many cases by uh, Batman's uh, Bad Blood. The one thing I thought that thing really brought out to the table was the possible idea of Grayson taking on the mantle, but having you know Damien be the Robin. Mm-hmm. That to me sounds like a very interesting concept because well, the both of them are like brothers, but both of them know what it means that these two roles do get filled because Gotham needs it. Um, see, I would kind of, I would like to see like a, a Grayson and Jason bad cop, good cop comic. I, I would, I would get wet all over the place because that just, just sounds amazing to me. That'd be pretty interesting. Just, just Grayson and Jason just like in an interrogation room and just like, just Jason's just drilling this dude with fucking innuendos up the ass. But it's like Grayson's the one that's really getting all of the. All of the story plot lines done. It's just Jason's there to really fill in a, a different type of role. Uh, but also, we got a little bit of that from uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Scott Lodell's Red, Ho- Red Hood and the Outlaws, with uh, I think it's the Brotherhood issue, where it was like Grayson and Jason kind of fighting alongside the Outlaws. And it made me think, I'm like, well, you know, Jason still respects Grayson and Tim Drake, and I don't think he's going to give a shit about Damien. Let's just be real. Um, but I think there, I could see it happen because I think he, as much as he probably doesn't like the factor of Grayson, I think he respects Grayson though. I think the respect comes a long way more so than him actually liking the guy. Like obviously Jason likes Bizarro and Artemis and that's about it. I mean, he could tolerate Bruce, but you know, tolerating is like a real big understatement. Um, but I think with, with that, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, I'd love to see a Jason Todd versus Damian Wayne movie. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, that'd be really fucking fun to do. I could just imagine all of the trash talk that would be in that movie. I would, I would think I would pay two copies because that movie is just so worth it. You just do it anyway. Um, yeah. There's so much that you could do that they have not scratched the surface of. And that's the best thing that, that, that we have as a DC fan now. That there's so much material they have yet to do yet. So. 
as far as bad comic of the week, don't think I have one. Still kind of going through and scrimmaging through my head, seeing if there was a bad comic, or was there. You know, you're going to bring that shit up, and I swear, one of these days I'm going to take an actual volume of the Clone Saga and throw it at your fucking head, because that shit is terrible. I can't even believe you brought that excuse up. Um, if anyone says that's a good comic, I, I think I'll joke around by saying this. If anyone comes out telling me the Clone Saga is a good, like, actual, like, series, I'm going to be like, go play in oncoming traffic. Get out of my fucking face. Because it's terrible. Um, oh, my God. No, you know what was really terrible? The Cyborg Superman bullshit. The what? I remember what was like the after the death of Superman. They brought back Superman from the fucking grave as this, like, he had the black suit on. And everyone was like, oh, man, that looks awesome. And then they had, like, other Superman or some bullshit. And, like, there was one where he was, like, a cyborg or something. Oh, yeah. I was like... Y'all made all these supermen, while the one that really matters is fucking dead. Yep. Like, it's cool to see Connor every now and then, because that costume still looks dope. With, like, the leather jacket and shit. But, we already have a kid from Superman, and it's John Kent. I don't need to see fucking Connor anymore. Yeah. You know, so, uh... but... There's not really much of a bad comic except when you're trolling against the Clone Saga, but that's a. Uh, I had to. I'm a, I'm gonna hand you a, a bottle of sat oversaturated, overconcentrated orange juice, and on the label it's gonna say Spider-Man: The Clone Saga, because that's how saturated we're talking about. Just hand me Batman and Robin. That's what you gonna do? Um... No, that's that's when you're trying to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they they use that as a form of punishment the idea that they do it's like that's when you know Americana is like we, we really don't consider this a good movie but yeah I think that kind of wraps it up here guys um, obviously uh, you have uh, Dragon Ball Super episode 30 130 that I'll be co covering uh, there's phase Phase 3, the rest of Phase 3, to cover on the road for Infinity War, which, it's funny, because now the movie got, like, pushed, not pushed, brought up to, uh, April 27th. So, the movie's closer than we think. You know, which... Excited as fuck! Oh, yeah. So, we're gonna be trying to wrap this up before Infinity War, guys. Along with, so I, uh, uh, real quick, I have I have gaming news. Oh, go ahead, bro. By all means. Uh, I wanted to get you guys your uh, your PlayStation Plus and your Xbox Gold games for this month. So let me uh, let me see here. All right. Oh, we should. All right. So PS4, you got some decent games.
Mm -hmm. So your time limit's kind of running out on that one. You've got, uh, oh, oh, Jesus, for Xbox 360 Connect. You've got uh, Brave, the video game. Wait, wait, we still use Connect? I thought that thing was fucking broken. We, on, on what planet do we use? Let's get into this. On what planet do you use Connect? Not this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. <laughs> you know, I heard the International Space Station is just a couple months behind us. Maybe they still have Connect. Um, <laughs> Super. Be available March 16th through uh, April 4th, April 15th. Um, and your arcade game is Quantum Conundrum, and that'll be available through March 31st. And that wraps it up for your free games, free quote unquote free games for this month. Bro, that's uh, that's crazy. Um. Super hot. That that was great to see a Markiplier do that shit. Um, Super hot. That game is is cray. Like, like holy shit. That that'd be a game that you can call off work for. Like. Yeah, that's the one where like only when you move does time advance. Yeah. You know. So, but aside from that, I think uh, I think we we've got all the uh, the ins and outs for this episode if anything guys um, we're gonna copy and get everything down for next week uh, obviously we got you know Dragon Ball super to cover we've got the road to infinity war we have many other games that are gonna probably pop up within the next couple couple weeks or so um, and then there's also uh, the review that I'm gonna hold on to because geez the review for Black Panther because I managed to see it and I'm going to review it. Um, so that will be along with, um, many other pieces of news, but, uh, for now guys, stay safe. And, uh, my name is the trigger happy chatterbox. I'm the world's greatest detective. And this is dead bat. Hold on to what's golden people. Hold on to what's golden. We're taking back to the days of yes, Charlie. We're holding on to what's golden. On the stage, I'm raging, I'm rolling. We're not calling. We're taking back.